Shalom listeners, and welcome to our 12th podcast in the weekly series Worship Insights Through the Bible. This week we are going to look at the peace offering, which is described in Leviticus 3, 1-17, and chapter 7, 11-18, as well as 28-34. The peace offering was a voluntary offering and symbolized the peace and fellowship between the true worshipper and God. It was the third free will offering, resulting in a sweet aroma to the Lord. And this symbolized the fruit of redemptive reconciliation between the sinner and God. And in 2 Corinthians 5.18 we can read, All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. The peace offerings were consequently times of feasting, singing, and enjoying salvation as a great gift from God. The peace offering is also divided into five different categories. We have the sacrifice of thanksgiving, the sacrifice for a vow, the sacrifice as a voluntary of free will offering, the sacrifice as a heave offering for the priest, and the sacrifice as a wave offering for the priest. Now, what was the purpose of the peace offering? Well, before we look at that, let's just recap the first two offerings. The first one, the burnt offering. This foreshadowed the first step towards our renewed contact or reconciliation with God. In other words, loving God. We are to strive to live sinless lives and to become living sacrifices and thus express our love toward God. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven: You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. The next offering was the grain offering, and this foreshadowed the second step of our reconciliation with God, and that was loving our neighbor. We are to strive to live a sinless life toward our neighbor, thus expressing our love for our neighbor. Matthew 22, verse 39, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And now we come to the third offering, the peace offering. This foreshadows the third step of our reconciliation with God and is exactly what the name implies, peace. We express peace by having continual peaceful fellowship with God and with our neighbor. A good relationship between the ministry of God and the membership is important. This includes respect for the office of the ministry. The peace offering pictures the priest representing the entire community when he ate with the offerer. We find a similar analogy in Matthew 18 verse 17. And in that passage, the word church refers to the ministry. Here we read when an unrepentant sinner refuses to listen to the offended brother or sister as well as selected witnesses. It is then the church's responsibility, that is, the responsibility of the ministry who are representing the church to then speak to the sinner. 
and to let them know of the severity of his or her actions. Now, what kind of sacrifices were offered? Here, it was a little bit different. Here, you could have a blameless male or female ox, lamb or goat. What was offered? In this case, only the fat, which covers the entrails, the kidneys and the fatty lobe attached to the liver, had to be burnt to the Lord. In this feast, we have the Lord, we have the offerer, and we have the priest. And so in this feast, some of the food is going to be consumed. The consumption of the unburned parts depended on the type of offering. The high priest would receive the breast during a wave offering. The priests received the right thigh during a heave offering. The rest was eaten by the offerer. In other words, the one who offered the animal. The peace offering constituted the only offering in which the offerer shared by eating a portion of the sacrifice. If the peace offering was a thanksgiving offering, it had to be eaten on the same day. If the peace offering was a voluntary or free will offering or a vow offering, it had to be eaten on the first or the second day. Now, what did this symbolize? Since God and the priest and the offerer participated in the consumption of the sacrifice, it symbolized our fellowship with God and our brothers and sisters. 1 John 1 3 says, That which we have seen and heard we proclaim also to you, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. It was a sweet-smelling aroma, just as our true fellowship with God and our fellow brethren is pleasing to God. It is also very pleasing to God that we have become a part of his very family, the family of God. And we read in 1 John 3 verse 2 that we are already the children of God. The peace offering also symbolizes peace between God and man. In Isaiah 9 verse 6 and Isaiah 53 verse 5, we find the symbolism referring to Jesus, our peace. He who will bring us peace. Isaiah 9 verse 6 reads, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And the Hebrew here is Sa Shalom. And of the increase of his government and of peace, there shall be no end. Isaiah 53 verse 5 says, But he was pierced for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And in Psalm 133 verse 1, which reads, Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers and sisters, for that matter, dwell in unity. Here we find the symbolism referring to Christians who live in peace with their brethren. As mentioned, 
a thanksgiving offering had to be eaten on the same day, showing that we must not delay to give thanks to God for what he has done for us. In Hebrews 13 verse 15 to 16 we read, Through him then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. A vow offering had to be eaten on the first or the second day. This indicates that we should make careful consideration before we make a vow or a promise. Once we have made that vow or promise, we must keep it. And I'm going to close with Ecclesiastes chapter 5. Guard your steps when you go to the house of God. To draw near to listen is better than to offer the sacrifice of fools, for they do not know what they are doing evil. Be not rash with your mouth, nor let your heart be hasty to utter a word before God. For God is in heaven and you are on earth. Therefore, let your words be few. For a dream comes with much business and a fool's voice with many words. When you vow a vow to God, do not delay paying it, for he has no pleasure in fools. Pay what you vow. It is better that you should not vow than that you should vow and not pay. Let not your mouth lead you into sin, and do not say before the messenger that it was a mistake. Why should God be angry at your voice and destroy the work of your hands? For when dreams increase and words grow many, there is vanity, but God is the one you must fear. And so I trust that as we've looked at the last three sacrifices that have all been voluntary sacrifices, the first, of course, is to reconcile with God, the second with our neighbor, and the third, here we see now the picture, really, of the church, where there is God, there is you, and there is your neighbor. And it is so important that we live in peace with one another. And I trust that in this week, as you go out, you will go out and bring peace, share peace. Be the peace that is so desperately lacking in our world today. Let's be patient with one another, for we are all still being made None of us have yet arrived there. I trust that you will have a blessed week and I look so forward to meeting with you again next week. God bless.